Howdy, folks! Thank you for checking out the Gaming News Power Up Hour, brought to you by Take This Studios. On the agenda today is Randy Pitchford, again! <laughs> Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, Loot Box Laws, Riot Games Walkout, and much more. guys thank you for tuning in let's introduce ourselves my name is spencer i'm joshua i'm hannah yay everyone did that correctly this time if you're just tuning in for your first episode of the gaming news power power uh every time we do this everyone likes to screw it up so everyone getting their names correctly is actually a big accomplishment and it's going to set the pace for the show. Well, what? that's true. The only person screwing up today is Dylan by abandoning us to play League of Legends. We see you. That's right. Today's three-man crew is basically Josh. He's back from Poland, so that's great. Um, Josh, how was, how was Poland? Oh, it was terrible. I got hacked, and I got assaulted on the streets at 2 in the morning. Yeah, he's oh. talking weird because of that, not because he's eating pizza while recording. No, I'm not eating pizza. I'm eating pasta with too many mushrooms. Mm, neat. Gross. Well, uh, we like to start every podcast with an icebreaker. It's always the same one, and it's, hey, y'all, what you playing? Yep, it's not copyrighted. <laughs> well, I'll go first. I've been uh, playing um, <clears throat> Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms, as always. <laughs> third, third or fourth straight week. I... I can't help it. I like it. It's just one of those nice games when I have to sit down and I have to write a ton of stuff, you know, because I do two Dungeons and Dragons groups. It's nice to have something fun to play on the side and they always do events and they add new champions and it's just a great game. And then I'm playing heavily modded Skyrim, so I'm essentially not playing Skyrim at all. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of how that's been going. I played Gone Home. Uh, Didn't take that long i thought it was a good good. game yeah um yeah it's good little little story and stuff um i think it was really good especially the music uh atmosphere was really great i have a question to see if our our um experience is matched up at any point did you think that game was supernatural oh no i thought there was a ghost i was so scared of exploring everything (laughs) i was like there's gonna be a ghost somewhere (laughs) <laughs> no, see that's I think that's the funny thing about that game is it's it goes based off of like how you feel in real life. Like for yeah. me, I, I don't buy into that kind of crap. So if I walked into that house and it's raining, I'd just be like, "Cool, there's a big house," and I would just look around. So I feel like if you're the type of person that would be scared in that situation or think there's a ghost, you would think that in the game too. I don't know. I mean, like, I either live with ghosts or. Bad luck. One of the two. Um, so, you know. I, I live right by a cemetery, so there's always the thought looming of spirits. Um, but oh, Gone Home is great. It's a great indie game, so uh, I suggest yeah. that to It's everybody. a lot of fun. And then, uh, let's see, what else have I been playing? Um, uh, well, I tried playing Fallout 76 with you, as you know, and that... Uh, there was a glitch to where you couldn't really use your gun or anything, so you're going to have to like uninstall it or reinstall it unless the newest patch fixed it. Which it did not. Um, um, yeah. It also deleted... I, 
did, didn't mention this yet, uh, bringing this up now for the first time for you. It also deleted my character. Again? Yeah. So Ooh. I'm just I'm just not ready to start all the way back over again. Um, if you do, uh, and if anyone listening does feel like because of all the new content, they would like, oh, maybe I want to restart because I haven't jumped into it for a long time. Uh, they've Don't. actually they've actually gone through and they've like redone everywhere in the game and they've added more lore in literally every place uh it's it's crazy because it's like well it gives me a reason to go back to like morgantown airport and explore the the building because it's like well there's more lore there and several places that were just kind of places before they're interactive and they lead to quests and stuff so um you... yeah i might have to do it again but this would be my fourth time i think third and or i was level uh, 85 80 yeah 88 85 something like that yeah after, the, after a, that yeah that's a hard sell that's a hard sell for me maybe your character will show back up with a news update I don't, I don't know i hope i don't know how that works uh josh what what have you been playing lately neither does the bethesda that's the problem <laughs> well, I would have been playing Spider-Man. However, I had that for PS4. I had that in my check bag. And when I arrived in Krakow, um, it was no longer in my check bag. So I'm pretty sure TSA stole it. <laughs> That's what I would yeah. have been playing. <laughs> oh, um, God. Yeah, Josh had the worst luck going to Poland. Um, so, as of course, he said earlier, he got hacked for a bunch of money. Um, he got beat up in the streets, uh, and he left early, cut his vacation short by like two weeks, and, uh, had to pay money to get home early, and also Spider-Man was stolen. So, the game he's been playing recently is life. Yeah. He's basically been playing GTA, except he's one of the, uh, innocent bystander NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joshua. We're all sorry, except for the people that are listening and laughing. They're not sorry. Yeah, I'm sure it's quite hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a series of unfortunate events come to life. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, well, I've been playing while Josh was in Poland. Uh, Red Dead Two still. It got real interesting until Chapter Five, and then it, that became the chapter of cinematic walking. Um, I timed it. 15 minutes of pushing a stick forward. It was So, Tolkien was allowed to write that part? Uh, apparently, it was very cinematic looking. I'm sure it's supposed to mean something, but honestly... Yo, yo. I am not gonna let you, like, let you crap all over J.R.R.T. in here. Oh, just for I what Peter him. Jackson did. I, I love him. <laughs> just believe me, I do. That was just, That was just an easy, dirty joke, so... Oh, yeah. good. I was like, hold up. No, I'm not going to sit here <laughs> and, and let you guys do that. You deserved what you got in Poland, if that was the case. <laughs> um, yeah, so Red Dead, the, the story got really cool in this New Orleans city, and then it's like, great. There's something after it I don't want to tell. I think Joshua may wind up playing this game, too. Um, especially if you just blitz through the main storyline. Like, it's really, really good. Um but everything yeah, else is did not. Start getting into, I'm sorry, I did start getting into Red Dead right before I left, so that will, you know, please don't spoil, except for Chapter 5. I'll know to just 
wade yeah. through. When you see the, the chapter five pop up, you'll know. Yep, gonna walk a bunch. <laughs> um, uh, also playing Fallout seventy six because of the update, and my new profession in life is a vendor in West Virginia. I love it. Uh, this video is going to show some Fallout 76 gameplay. Um, probably a little Red Dead and some Dead by Daylight because they added Ash Williams from Evil Dead. Um, but the the vendors in West Virginia, it really allows me to go to everyone's camp. Because like, you can just fast travel to anyone's camp who's a vendor. And there are some really effing cool camps out there. There was one in the bog that was so... It was gorgeous, and the setting was great, and I was scared all the time because I'm like, oh, there's giant frogs and death claws, but uh, it was a really well-protected base. Um, there's just there's just so many cool uh, camps, and I'm just so glad that, that this update happened, at the, at the very least, for the fact that I get to see all these places. Um, but also, I get to be a vendor, and I go around to every single person's vendor spot, and I spend at least some money buying something from them, and I'm really nice. I price everything, even if it says, hey, this is worth 900 caps. I'm like, nothing's going above 50. I'm selling everything really cheap. I should take back out the legendaries and turn them into script for the legendary vendor, where you can, like, choose the kind of legendary weapon you want, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm... I'm just going to leave them and try to sell them to people and be nice. Because I've found vendors out there that sell shotgun shells for like a cap a piece. And oh, really dude, that would, that would not last any time. Oh, yeah, I, I buy that kind of stuff up. At Speaking the very of, least, on my new character on 76, what kind of build should I do? Oh, Is my there God. anything new? Um, just base it off of Ash Ketchum. Okay. Or not Ash Ketchum, Ash Williams from Evil Dead. <laughs> not Ketchum. <laughs> Which one? You can do that. Uh, Army of Darkness asked Williams. Based off of him. Yes. Okay. I might just uh, I might just get some mods and uh, just do a Captain Marvel playthrough. Just run around nuking people with my uh, radiation hands. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds like more fun. If you're going to have your character uh, deleted anyway, you might as well go for that band hammer. Oh, absolutely. If you're going to do it... See, my great-grandfather, great guy... Not really. Uh, used to always say, uh, you know, why half chef something when you can go balls deep? And, you know, I, I try to carry that through with everything in life. <laughs> <laughs> and now, for everyone's favorite way to get the news, within 99 seconds at least, it's the Gaming News Rundown. And Hannah will be taking care of that for us today. Republican Senator Josh Hawley has announced plans to introduce a bill that would ban selling loot boxes to children. That'd be a nice big win, but the adults buying them are less responsible. Researcher from Stanford, Jesse Gomez, has a theory that a part of our brain is dedicated to recognizing Pokemon. Duh, Jesse, we all played Who's That Pokemon? Hannah's favorite person ever, that's me, Randy Pitchford, that's not me, has announced Borderlands 3 DLC may have no new characters. Fuck you, Randy. He's also got into a Twitter <laughs> battle with former Claptrap voiceover why he has wasn't in the new one. Monster Hunter World has shipped 12 million copies. Clean game model equals success. Dota 2's International 19 tournament has a $6 million prize pool within 20, the first 24 hours. It's now almost $10 million. Quit school, play video games. Nintendo has announced their E3 plans, but without Reggie, what's the point? Riot Games employees in the American and Irish office have staged a walkout to protest their sexually harassing culture and forced arbitration. Fortnite Season 8 ends with a long-awaited eruption of the volcano, which also destroyed Tilted Towers, all while the players on the map were momentarily transported to an alternate dimension. Yep, Fortnite Season 9 will ramp it up even more, adding slipstreams for traveling and replacing the mall and Tilted Towers with futuristic versions of themselves. Because that's right, kids, Season 9 is in the future, and the future is Neon. 
Speaking of Battle Royales, Apex Legends is going to mobile. Uh, why? Don't forget about PUBG, guys, unless you live in China where it's been banned and replaced by a pro-Chinese government version of the game. Though 70 million Chinese players will have to play with a more patriotic game for peace. Battle Royales are gaming steroids. Just ask EA about Battlefield 5, bring back over 1 million former players to the game with the launch of Firestorm. EA also will be announcing the new Need for Speed and Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare games. Both will probably be Battle Royales. Pokemon Go links hits at a Battle Royale mode. No, just kidding. But we will get the best evolutions, Glaceon and Leafeon. Marvel's Ultimate Alliance 3 gives its first details this weekend. It looks pretty marvelous. You did it again. Congratulations. I, I didn't think you were going to make it, and yet, there you are. How many seconds did he hit, but He actually finished right at the buzzer, so that was pretty awesome. Right as he said the word marvelous, uh, Mario was killed, so that was pretty perfect. <laughs> um... Mind you, everyone listening, they can't hear the sound effects, so they their timer is literally just blind. Like, they just have to go as fast as they can. Um, so, does Woo. anyone want to talk about any of this? Because we got through all the topics. We can discuss any of these, because the rules are, as long as you say the topic th- during the 99 seconds, then we can talk about it. So, we'll get to Randy Pitchford later, of course. Does anyone want to talk about any of it? The only thing that excites me tremendously is Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. Yes! Oh yes! my goodness. The best shooter in the world! Oh, uh, yes. Nothing I, has ever beat it. Even if it's a battle... Yeah, the, oh, even if it's a battle royale. Hang, hang on, hang on. I'm getting a message from our on-site uh, reporter, Dylan. He says, uh, fuck EA. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. He's he just messaged in the Discord. Sorry, boys, I'm at work, but he's got a green light and it says playing League of Legends. Mm. He's such a liar. <laughs> Dylan is such a liar. <laughs> Why does he hate us? <laughs> Why, Dylan? Um, uh, Kimberly, uh, uh, she'll be very happy to hear about Glaceon being put into Pokemon Go. She might even like log back in. And play it again, maybe not. Um, the battle royale stuff. There's a lot of battle royale news in here. Like Fortnite really tried to say, "Hey guys, we still exist. Please come back and play us." Uh, by having that really neat in-game thing that people were transported to an alternate dimension when they came back, the volcano had erupted and it destroyed a, a, a very popular version of uh, part of the map, Tilted Towers. And of course, they brought it back in season nine when they made it like a futuristic version. But um, that was big. Uh, Battle uh, Apex Legends going to mobile phones probably means it's also coming to Switch by E3. And then PUBG in China getting banned. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I mean, I don't know what's more surprising, that, they, that the Chinese government remade it uh, and called it Game for Peace and it's like a super pro-Chinese government thing, or the fact that 70 million Chinese players played PUBG. Well, it seems like they're kind of starved for, like, any content. <laughs> oh, yeah, apparently. I didn't know 7 million people played it. Much less 70 million from one country. Um, Battlefield Five though, with their Firestorm, um, bringing back a million players that weren't playing it before, that's pretty awesome. Hmm. I was awesome for them. I, I like Battlefield. Yeah. I want it to succeed. Mm, you know, EA... I know it's EA, but this is, you know, this it's not just EA, it's the developers that handle Battlefield. They always try their hardest, and I appreciate that. Eh. 
I mean, I'm sorry, I can't be more positive about it, but uh, (laughs) Battlefield 1 just kind of burned me on the series forever, so. Battlefield 1 was a lacking um, situation, yeah. They just really, uh, because, you know, Battlefield 3 was great, Battlefield 4 was really, really good, and them going backwards to World War um, 2, or World War 1, Um, I, uh, yeah, that just seemed to kind of break the momentum, but I don't know if they had new ideas for a Battlefield 5 yet. Like, well, people have wanted a futuristic one again, like forever. And the thing of it is, I feel like EA definitely has the team. I feel like, you know what I mean? Because like, if you look at something like Titanfall 2, there's definitely, people want something like that. It just, it didn't have a a big enough name attached to it, I feel like. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the team that does like Titanfall is really good. They could have even done something really crazy, like an alternate World War II timeline similar to Wolfenstein, but not focused around one person, where, like, it's in the future, and, you know, they won and you're fighting back. There could be all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, they, they could do all kinds of cool stuff. Um, unfortunately, as we learned in the last podcast, Titanfall 3 may never happen because Apex Legends is just printing money hand over foot. For now. For now. But True. Wait until the next thing comes out because ask, uh, ask Fortnite, like, you know, having to do all this crazy stuff. <laughs> ask PUBG I mean, and then Fortnite yeah. and then Apex Legends. <laughs> it's it's funny, I was going to say ask Minecraft, but I, I actually think Minecraft still makes money hand over fist. Yeah, it still does well. Uh, oh, they, they also removed they also remove Notch. Fuck Notch. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it's cool. Um, Josh, do you believe a part of your brain is dedicated to playing Who's That Pokemon? Um, I don't really know how they could say a part of the brain is there for recognizing Pokemon, but I do know... I am adept to recognizing them just by their silhouette, so... <laughs> so they're right! <laughs> sure. I think it's, it's the same part of your brain that tells you, like, a triangle goes in a triangle and a circle goes in a circle, though. That's not really, like... Yeah. You know, that, that it's feels... just a more advanced version of that. Yeah. True, true. Um, and Josh Howley, uh, Senator, introducing a bill that would ban loot uh, boxes being sold to children. Um, I don't I don't even know if, I mean, that's it'd be a great law to pass, right? Um, yeah. But I don't even know if that that's a a social problem. But I really believe that our gaming future is hurt by loot boxes because of the adults that still spend money on loot boxes. Yeah, I, I mean, I may be alone on that. <laughs> But I, th- I, th- I really think that this law won't really do anything to taper loot boxes. I, no, it's 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 dangerous though, and I think the gaming companies should definitely take notice because that means that their shady practices are not going unnoticed. And as we've always seen in the past, those of us who are old enough, anytime the government starts to get involved with video games, it is not good. Um, <clears throat> yep. And I'm not yeah. a big fan of censorship and. Uh, I really kind of hate it that a game's sales can go down because of what the government feels like is the correct age for your brain to process stuff properly. And I mean, parents are going to most likely buy the games anyway, but a kid just can't go in with his saved up money and buy probably the games that are most popular for him. 
like, I think it would almost be cool to see in the industry, like, you have to put a password in if you want to, you know, make any kind of, like, loot box purchase or something like that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. just some kind, some kind of something, a, a barrier, any kind of barrier so that you can't just click a button and everything's okay. Yep. You know, like, oh, look at me. Like, make it make it a little harder. Make it to where you actually have to think about it. Because, like, make yeah. it to where... <laughs> you, they could do even better than that. Don't even do that. Just uh, make it display this entire page every time you want to buy a loot box that says what the exact odds are for each item. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then ask, has you uh, click a thing that says accept these terms and then do it. So, like, it, it says, like... You know, odds of getting the skin are one in thirty-two million, or something like that. You know, do you accept this term? You know, because well, then maybe of... people would stop and look at it and like, oh, well, that's not really that great. A lot of countries have that rule already. Yeah, where they have to show the is, odds. This is America. We don't we don't do that here. <laughs> uh, so, oh, by the way, speaking of that, it it has to do with gaming news somewhat. It's about the Sonic movie. Uh. Again. Someone was talking about the myriad of problems with the Sonic movie, but they were saying that there's apparently, they were like, there's one line in Sonic, uh, the movie, that'll have to be changed because no audience outside of America understands it. And somebody commented one of my favorite things. They said, was the quote, <laughs> oh no, my health insurance didn't cover me being shot at my high school by a legally purchased AR-15. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and man. uh it's pretty rough but <laughs> pretty true yes um it's actually the line every hero has a genesis because genesis was an american name for the sega console anyway i don't mean to ruin the joke <laughs> no it's 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 funnier because of that because uh <laughs> you know sega genesis was a thing and now topic one uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into probably the most casual and lighthearted conversation we can have today. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Um, I'm going to read through some of the details that came out about the game. And all three of us are going to pick our four-person team from the characters that have been announced anyway. Um, so, uh, with this game, you're going to have a team... Uh, attributes if you put certain characters together like women of marvel uh includes black widow spider gwen scarlet witch captain marvel whoever they give you a boost web warriors with miles morales and spider gwen and you can cross these things over so if you want black widow spider gwen scarlet witch and miles morales you'll have both the web warriors attributes and the women of marvel attributes uh there's also the 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 co-op aspect of the game which is which is great um characters can level up individually uh and use ability points to improve the abilities of any given character um let's see what else there is uh you can always level four characters at once whether solo or duo playing uh there's two uh camera options which is really important because the way we saw in the trailer was classic mode which is similar to the wide angle isometric view kind of like Diablo and there's heroic mode which is a single player focused camera for up close views and I like that a lot um, there's something they used to do and they're bringing it back synergy attacks uh, just for instance like in Avengers when Iron Man shoot the, the beam at, he shot the beam at Captain America's shield and split it up into a bunch of uh, 
bunch of little lasers. Uh, that's a thing. Also, like for instance, Storm and Thor create a cyclone with electricity. Um, there's all kinds of bosses throughout the stages. That's typical of what they always did. Mini bosses, heavies, all that kind of stuff. Um, Infinity Trials appear as rifts during the first story playthrough, and it transports players to new locations for tough challenges. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, uh, the game story is actually written by Mark Sumerak, who is who's wrote a lot of Marvel titles. I'm not sure, Hannah, if you're familiar with her or with him, because you've read way more comics than I'll ever read. Uh, do you know any of the titles? Mark uh, Sumerak. Um, I don't know any of the titles that he's done. Hang on one second to see. While you look at, up him, I'm going to uh, read just a few um, other things. Um, the Infinity Stones are a big part of the story. I don't want to give away, like, it's it's already out there what the opening is like. I don't want to give that away, but, it you know, let's say it starts with the Guardians of the Galaxy, moves on to the Raft in New York, um, and Avengers Tower, and the Expansion, and all kinds of stuff. Um, Team Ninja made this game. They're super talented. I love what Team Ninja makes. And apparently, Mar- Nintendo got the exclusive rights to this game by bringing a Switch prototype to Marvel Games before the Switch even released, and Marvel decided to make an Ultimate Alliance game for it. Huh? Uh, did you find anything about? Super no, Hacker, I. If it's it's mostly stuff? mostly newer stuff from what I can see, so I, I didn't know any of them, unfortunately. I mean that's fine, but I, I trust that it'll probably be a good story, at least for this type of video game. It's all about more getting the characters together and playing as all these different characters, and they've unveiled twenty-seven different characters so characters so far. Um, and let's go ahead and pick our team of four. I'll go first, um, because I usually pick a team like this all the time. Uh, I'm going to go with Captain America as my favorite. He's just my favorite. Doctor Strange, because of his abilities being really neat. Of course, I won't have any benefits of, of my characters being together um, from a certain franchise, because I'm also going to choose Wolverine and Venom. So... Uh, Venom, because he's always been my favorite Spider-Man villain. Uh, Wolverine, because he's he's awesome. I mean, these are just some of my favorite characters. So I didn't put them together for a strategic reason. I just put them together because I love them. Uh, who else wants to give their team up? Their four-person team. I will. Um. So I'm going uh, Captain Marvel, Deadpool, Scarlet Witch, and Spider Gwen. Just because it's interesting. Wow. That is that is interesting, and I love Captain Marvel. I mean, so cool. I like that she has the yeah. short hair in this game. Same here. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, Joshua. You're... So, I <clears throat> I would have to go with Star Lord, um, Rocket, and Groot. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Thor. And, and just go ahead and throw in Gamora, too. Why Why don't you? My next one was Gamora. Okay, there you go. There <laughs> the you go. Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, cool. You mean the Asgardians of the Galaxy? Uh, also, uh, don't tell Josh anything about Endgame, because he has not seen it yet. Hopefully no, we'll see it this weekend. No, there's a comic. That's a comic series. No, no, I'm just ta- I'm just saying it before. Oh, I felt no. it coming, and I was like, no, no, before we start talking about Marvel too much. No. No, I'm not, we're not going to say anything, because people listening may not have heard about it yet. 
Yeah, and I hate people that's yeah. like, oh, it's been two weeks, the ban is lifted. It's like, no. How it's about like, you no, only talk people, about it when someone asks? People you? gotta get a uh, people gotta get a payday. Yeah, <laughs> and I think mine's mainly Guardians of the Galaxy because I just Guardians of Galaxy two last night again. Ah, so, yeah, it's so good. Yes. Um, not to get derailed too much and get into the MCU, but I was telling someone today the two times that I really felt an overwhelming strong emotion I couldn't control in any superhero movie. The two times it ever happened were both Guardians of the Galaxies. One and two. In Guardians of the Galaxy one, when Star Lord's reaching for his mom, it's really Gamora reaching to reaching for his hand to help him with the, the, the power stone and, and the fact that his body can't really handle it by itself. Um, and him reaching for his mom because he, he ran away from his mom when he was a you know, a kid. Um, that was awesome. And then in Guardians of the Galaxy two when uh, his dad and he said I hated putting the tumor in her talking about his yeah. mother and instantly you oh, like I want to shoot you Ooh. Yeah, like, that, that whole scene and stuff yeah yeah it's like oh man Star-Lord did exactly and so quickly I'm glad I wasn't drawn out he did exactly what everyone everyone I can think of watching that scene wanted to do and that's shoot his face off yeah, and absolutely. I loved, it. I loved it. Anyway, um, does anyone else have a favorite Marvel scene before we move on? <laughs> I derailed the whole topic. Sorry, mine would have to be. I have a favorite Marvel scene. Okay, it's great. This is also the best Marvel movie ever. It's from Thor Ragnarok. Okay, and it is when he's on the Rainbow Bridge, and uh, the um, I forget the song that's playing now. Crap. Um, because the entire soundtrack is, is is great. Um, and he's it's just him fighting to that particular song that I can't remember. Fine, let's go on. <laughs> that song, I don't really know it. Um, I think it's like Traveler or something. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, Lee, what or um, uh, Hannah? Uh, before we leave, you have to give a favorite scene because we've all done it. Uh, and just the Marvel movies in general. Yeah, Josh loved the song, or loved Immigrant from Led Zeppelin playing on the right. the Rainbow Bridge uh, with um Yeah, Thor. so my my favorite scene wasn't even, it's not even like a super slow-mo, none of that kind of stuff. Um, my favorite scene actually has Anthony Hopkins in it, and it's in Ragnarok when he asked Thor, are you the god of, did I, are you the god of lightning or the god of hammers, yeah. basically. Right, that yeah. scene is great, just because yeah. it's it's a great character building one. But like, are you the god of hammers? Is like one of my favorite like <laughs> things. Oh, so man, it's and it's actually there's another part that I I can't say because Josh is listening. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. We'll just leave so it. At... It sucks. It's not really that. It's not really that spoilery. It's just a line, but I, I don't want to say it at all. So. Yeah, the 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 journey that Endgame takes you on, uh, it's it's so worth just going to to see it. Yeah, and watch so I'm it. not I'm not going to say anything. So. It's the culmination of 22 movies. It's but it's they, it's that it's 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 actually both with with fathers uh, in the thing actually because it's the Are you the God of Hammers, and then the other one is of course, um, you know. Yondu's farewell uh, with Star Lord, just his in, the entire scene from the time he saves uh, Star Lord in Guardians Two to the uh, the Ravager uh, funeral. 
Oh. Um, just everything about it, especially like the the music. Um, you know, like everything was good. Oh, I got goosebumps. Stop. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> and our second topic of the day, topic number two: Randy Pitchford versus the world. The Gearbox CEO is like the Donald Trump of gaming. He can't stay off his Twitter, he can't shut his mouth, and he can't help but do everything wrong. I think he has been just, like, mischaracterized. I I believe that Randy Pitchford is an amazing CEO. He's uh, one of the greatest uh, people say all the time. They tell me, Randy Pitchford is is an amazing, he's an amazing (laughs) one. People love him. He's great. He, uh... He's well known for not ever uh, physically assaulting people uh, or for telling fans to fuck off on Twitter. Those are two of his uh, most prominent qualities. And some people say he has Twitter feud, and uh, we're looking into that. That's something that we're looking into. <laughs> All right. The president himself on uh, on this podcast. Um, yeah, so if you haven't gathered through all of the gaming news, Randy Pitchford is really great at controlling the news, and uh, he's probably distracting us. He is a magician, okay? This is this is uh, typical magician crap where they distract you over here and then doing something even worse over here. Like you know, his best <laughs> trick. His best trick is making any shred of respect you have for him disappear quickly. <laughs> No, he's distracting us with all these Twitter wars to to so we don't notice his uh not microtransactions but small purchases. It, it's, um, he's such a magician that he makes me contemplate whether I should or shouldn't buy the next game in my favorite series. <laughs> Specifically um, because it may benefit him in some small way. Let me just run through real quick just small things that he did. Um, besides just, you know, um, announcing that the DLC may not be actual characters being added, playable characters, which is crazy. But hey, that's an artistic hey. choice with the game you do. Randy received a small loan of a million fuck ups. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, um, he has grown an empire. Uh, he also, you know, tried to defend they're not microtransactions, they're mini purchases. <laughs> Aww. Which is my favorite defense of microtransactions <laughs> ever, and I'm pretty much I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him get away with that one because of because of that. Um, but let's just go to the list of what this dude. He's basically has done. a girl. A girl said, "You have a small dick," and he said, "No, I have a tiny cock." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so it's like this the speech 100 meme from Skyrim. Are there microtransactions in Borderlands Three? No, there's many purchases. It's like... <gasps> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to name something he did, how he reacted to criticism, and what he should have reacted with real quick. So he put World Borderlands 3 on the Epic Game Store because they get a better share of the revenue. I completely understand that. 2K should have their own launcher by now. I'm not sure why they don't. But he's put it on the Epic don't Game Store. Don't give him any ideas! <laughs> Well, he's not in charge of 2K, just just Gearbox. 2K actually controls um, Grand Theft Auto as well, and I really want the the Rockstar login, the Rockstar Club, to just be the 2K thing. I don't, I hate the Rockstar Club. Uh, anyway, um, he did that because of money, right? Epic Games, he'll make more money, and it's only a six month exclusivity, and uh, as far as we know. And people were like, "What? This is crazy!" And they review bombed it on Steam, 
And he was like, well, I guess if Steam doesn't want to take care of this and people want to keep review bombing it, it's really um, uh, basically enforced their decision to be on Epic Games. He should have been like, I'm sorry for those of you that are upset with our decision, but it was purely a financial one that allows our development team to, and our in our company to make more money off the game that we made instead of splitting it with Steam. And if Steam were to drop their rates, then we would totally move on to Steam. Even if it's a lie, don't react by saying, well, you guys suck. I'm glad I'm not selling it to you. I would yeah, think that's the that's- best <laughs> That's about the worst one, so... No, I think we're going to get to the worst one at the end. But um, following this up, Randy Pitchford said Steam may be a dying store in five to ten years. Um, What does that even mean exactly? What did he mean by that? I don't think it's that's true. Because, okay, we already don't have Activision Blizzard, most of their games on Steam, right? Um, right, that's true. And... Ubisoft, of course, wanted to be able to get the excuse to transition into Uplay. And I prefer Uplay than over Steam, but I, I, I don't mind using everyone's individual launcher. And other people, EA, has already for years pulled away from Steam. It hasn't killed Steam because indies will be better on Steam, and there's a lot of games that need Steam, like Rocket League, Dead by Daylight. Those games need Steam to really survive and you'll always have games that need steam it'll it, maybe eventually it'll just become another launcher but i don't believe that's dying <laughs> it's just yeah, I, I competition um so he's been crazy with that he also said that troy baker turned down the role of reese and uh from uh tales on the borderlands then troy baker said that's not true check your facts um you did you never contacted me and then Randy Pitchford said, well, regardless, uh, the character of Reese in this game is so tiny that you'll never even notice that Troy Baker, one of the greatest video game voice actors of all time, isn't in here. So, you know. Right, so it's kind of like a uh, a really under-the-table diss of yeah. being like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, Troy Baker, he's not significant enough to uh, for you to miss him. And um, Even though... You played an entire Tales from the Borderlands game where he was a significant part of it and probably have some, you know, attachment to him. I'm sure you won't miss him. Yeah. And uh, on top of this, he told a fan to F off on Twitter. Cool. Whoa. Do you remember that tweet, Hannah? Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> it was, um, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Uh, the exact tweet sequence basically went, it was people talking about the Steam review bombing, and Randy said uh, his exact words. I'm not taking him out of context. He says, ironically, that this miss it, well, basically they were talking about Steam review bombing and how it was mob mentality and stuff like that. Randy says, and these are his exact words, uh, mistakes and all, ironically that this misuse is possible and that steam has no interest in correcting this misuse makes me kind of happy about 2k's decision and makes me want to reconsider gearbox publishing's current posture on the platform so someone said this is just a random person nobody you know no blue check mark nothing this would not have happened if there wasn't an exclusivity deal you 2k or whoever was responsible brought it upon themselves and it is their fault for everyone being pissed 
Randy responded, in quotes, I wouldn't hit you if you didn't deserve it. It's your fault. I am hitting you. What the fuck is wrong with you in this victim-blaming bullshit? Kindly fuck off, troll. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is the CEO of a gaming company saying this to a potential, if not current, consumer. Um... That's how all CEOs talk to their customers, correct? Well, behind closed doors, I think that the problem <laughs> with Randy is that we know that's how CEOs think about us, but he's just the only one honest enough to actually just say it. Or douchey enough, I guess. Or stupid um, enough. Yeah, he's pretty stupid. That's, um, that's a fun game. We should all play a game where we try to determine if Randy is evil, stupid, misguided, or just a douchebag. Well, we can tell you. It. It's like building our Marvel Ultimate <laughs> Alliance team for Randy Pitchford's attributes. <laughs> uh, okay, so let me, um, you guys tell me if this is stupid or evil or whatever. Um, he, uh, the, <laughs> he told the claptrap voice from the first two games, hey, come do three. And he's like, okay, um, so what about compensation? What? We didn't pay you the last two times. He's like, well, I don't work for Gearbox anymore. He's like, oh, okay, well, we'll give you the minimum rate. And he says, no, I know how much there's to do playing trap, Claptrap. I'm okay. <laughs> and he's like, well, you you were free twice, so I don't see what the big deal is. <sighs> is that evil? Good. Is that stupid? Basically, Randy's... Randy's uh, he's a neckbeard. Um, he's basically... <laughs> Hey, chick, do you want to date a nice guy? Uh, no, thanks. I actually have a boyfriend. Fuck you, whore. I didn't want to have anything to do with you anyway. <laughs> Tips Fedora at Milady. <laughs> That's Randy. That's Randy Pitchford. Oh, uh, not only did he do that to the poor voice actor of Claptrap, he physically assaulted him. Allegedly. Let's say allegedly until it, you know, is proven in a court of law and Randy goes to jail. Well, allegedly, but you have your own story about Todd Howard and his allegedly stuff. (laughs) Well, see, here's the difference. Mine's not alleged. (laughs) 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 Because I've I've never said that Todd Howard did, in fact, rape and kill two girls in Muskogee, Oklahoma, you know, at a Holiday Inn. I've never said he did that. I said specifically that he has never said that he didn't. That's way different. That's yeah, way different. That's a fact. He never yeah. said it. Todd Howard has never said he did not actually suck Randy Pitchford's dick behind the Denny's in Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> He's never said that. So... That's not an allegation of any kind that I'm making. I'm simply stating a fact that those words have never come out of his mouth. <laughs> okay, do you have one left in you? Because I love the little details you had in there. Speaking of having one left in you, I'm not <laughs> saying that Randy Pitchford has ever ha- uh, taken onto himself a 13-year-old girl to be his paramour behind his wife's back and then assaulted former employees when they found out about it and that he made her dress as tiny tina but he's never said he didn't do that wow that one got really dark yeah did it did it it well i'm just i we're just stating things that he hasn't said 
Well, no, I'm just kidding. Randy Pitchford is a lot of things, but I don't think he's a pedophile. Or, I mean, there's so many articles, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I didn't read them all. That's a good disclaimer. Oh, yeah, for my run of show that I sent everybody, including Dylan, who's Digimus for League of Legends. Um, I had to put 11 different articles for Randy Pitchford because he has caused so much trouble in just the last month. Hey, but Randy, if you ever hear this, give us all a review copy of Borderlands 3 and we'll say you're great. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> we can be bought out in a heartbeat. You serious? Yeah, absolutely. Especially my if you val- give it to us a little bit early, about two weeks early. Heck, heck yeah. My values are more for sale than any congressman the, you'll ever meet. I'll give you a sample of what happens if you do that, Randy. It sounds something like this. You know, guys, Randy Pitchford has never has never said that he didn't do a missions trip to Africa and actually personally donated millions of dollars of his own wealth and personally dug a well in a small town in Chad uh, and actually saved an entire town of, you know, hundreds of people. Um, he's never denied, he's never said the fact that he's not worshipped as a savior in that small town uh, and that he adopted four of the children himself after crying tears seeing their plight and how he couldn't leave them to their fate. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there you go, Randy Pitchford. Come on, give us review copies. <laughs> and now for some crazy people's, you know, uh, favorite part of the podcast, uh, because, you know, society is negative. Um, we like to be positive up until here, except for Randy Pitchford ruining anything. Anyways, we're getting into the negative zone. Oh, goodness. And... Yeah, our first topic is contained in the negative zone, uh, and it's for a very specific reason. So, I like Bethesda. It's actually in my genes, and it's part of the contract I signed with Satan when I was born, uh, (laughs) that I have to like everything they do. True. Uh, Me too. So, it's unfortunate. Uh, I even had to like, I even have to play Elder Scrolls Blades and Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, But, so, yeah, here's the thing. Uh, to go along with Elsewhere, their new DLC for the Elder Scrolls Online, it's a game you may have heard of. Uh, it's that game most people fondly know as not Skyrim, but there's multiplayer. Uh, <laughs> and so with it, they have a new DLC coming out called Elsewhere. Super excited about the Necromancer class. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, and they decided to do a tabletop role-playing game supplement with it. Because Bethesda is nothing if not a bunch of uh, trend-chasing whores. Uh, and with the <laughs> rise of popularity of tabletop role-playing games, why wouldn't you want to get in on that action? So they got some uh, stupid mooks to write, uh, you know, uh, a to quote-unquote write a tabletop uh, gaming um, supplement. Except here's the fun part. They didn't actually uh, write it. You see, two people named Paige and Ben uh, actually wrote it. And that's because what they did is copied, in some parts verbatim, The Black Road, which is a Storm King's Thunder supplement on the Adventurous League, published by Wizards of the Coast, a.k.a. Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, yeah, that Wizards of the Coast, on the DMs Guild. So... They were so dumb that they didn't even just copy someone's homebrew or watch a Twitch game and then get an idea. They just went and found a fairly popular, already established supplement that plenty of people have paid a little bit of money for, and they just 
they just ripped it off. And that's the stupidest thing in the entire world is like plagiarism in gaming. How is it not dead yet? How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Like, <laughs> it's just, it's so stupid. And I don't, I don't blame Bethesda for it any more than I blame IGN for their stupid, you know, incompetent, uh, you know, plagiarist that they used to hire there. Uh, may his name rot. I'm sure Spencer still remembers it. Um, yep. Philip. And <laughs> Philip Mucinex or whatever his yep. name was. <laughs> uh, but how stupid can you be? And here, here's my other thing about it. Here's the other part that, that bothers me. <clears throat> As an independent author who writes plenty of things for Dungeons and Dragons, uh, I've often thought to myself, hey, you know, maybe I could look at, at uh, you know, monetizing this a little bit. The Black Road supplement it only costs currently right now two dollars and 54 cents it's not even that much um i would think that the two authors would uh would have been able to come to a very lucrative agreement for them and a very cheap agreement for bethesda uh and like all perspective and stuff to have them write an adventure uh or have any other people do one there was no need to steal it but I now can take solace in the fact that if I publish one of my adventures on there, I too may have a giant multi-million dollar company (laughs) rip off my fucking work and try to peddle it as their own. That's the, that's the dream uh, of a writer. (laughs) Um, So I I do. Okay. So um, the writer uh, author of that um, supplement, uh, she did say that she was flattered that they stole it. And I would feel the same way, but I'd also feel completely ripped off of money because it's oh, Bethesda. Oh, Cut the check. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's super bad. So Bethesda pulled the, you know, they pulled the adventure and they said that they're looking into it. I think what they should do is look into paying the, uh, yes, you know, yes, um, they should just look into paying them. Okay. Uh, a, a, quick, but... a quick game, almost. Everyone come up with a number for the check you would cut her, and I guess two people made it. So, I, cut... I actually found a, a tweet by one of the authors, uh, Ben Heisler. <laughs> he tweeted out, It's a surreal day when a top-tier gaming company steals your shit, I assure you. <laughs> uh, Alright, so everyone um... come up with a figure, a number figure, of what you would cut for those two people. Either individually or for them to split. $2.54. So actually, it's funny that you say that because uh, James Hake, uh, one of the, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He's one of the biggest writers on uh, dndbeyond.com. He's like one of Wizards' uh, big writers. And, uh, you know, he's, he's fantastic. He actually said certain rules are made freely available under the OGL. However, adventures are not. This adventure had entire lines of text copied wholesale. It's a clear case of plagiarism. Uh, because there are certain ones like uh, some of the characters, they didn't even bother to change the name. Like there's a character in Black Road. Her name is Chandra Stoll, a priestess in Parnast, whatever. In the Netherlands or the Netherlands adventure, it's Chandra Stoll, a priest in Rimen. So, oh, they changed priestess to priest and <laughs> kept the name exactly the same. Like, it's just, it's stupidity. It's absolute stupidity. Uh, there's lines in the thing for the DM, like, the caravan leaves in four hours. Uh, Axum is anxious to get on the road soon. In the Netherlands Adventure, the caravan leaves in four hours, and I'm looking forward to leaving. Like, 
they just changed a few words and oh my god it's so stupid so before um, we travel down this road of giving them any ideas for lawsuits because uh i don't need ashley birch suing me for our icebreaker because i have a clean two dollars and 50 cent check i can cut her um oh let's uh okay so how much would you pay the couple uh, the couple, if I'm going by that, let's see here. Uh, give me one second to find out. Because let's keep in mind that this won't be the main reason most players of Elder Scrolls Online are going to play it. It is a nice added added bonus, but I don't believe most people will play it uh, on there. Because most people okay. that play D&D already have their great games already going. So, let's just say... Uh... What what do you think the the percentage is of people who uh, buy DLC for MMOs? If you had to wager a guess, oh, I don't know what their numbers are like. Like their overall user, concurrent user, um, repeat user. I, I don't I don't know what their numbers are like. I couldn't guess a number, but I could guess a uh, percentage because MMOs are known to be either expansions or or nothing. Like, they don't really do individual DLC on a lot. So let's I'd say, say 10% or less. Okay. Um, let's see here. Because expansions are one thing, but extra DLC, that's another. Uh, I think a fair sum would be... I'd say around $50,000. Okay. All right. Um, and I, I have a specific reason why I'm... Why I think that would be fair. Uh, is because that is uh, half half a percent of the just going two dollars and fifty four cents for half a percent of the people who have bought that game. <laughs> so, what I I did something kind of similar. Uh, Josh, do you have a number besides two dollars and fifty four cent? No, I don't. It's two dollars fifty four cent. <laughs> oh, what a douche! <laughs> um, I would give them each twenty five thousand four hundred. That's ten thousand times what it costs um, to buy it once, and I just believe that's a safe number of how many people will. It's funny we we arrived at almost the same amount of money. Yeah, fifty thousand eight hundred like, total. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was going fifty grand. See, I thought like the game is sold eight point like eight point five million copies. And I just assumed, I said, let's just say only 1% of players buy the DLC. And yeah. then let's say half of those people are interested in the, the tabletop role-playing game. That's that's the percentage I was going for. Yeah, It's funny a, that we came up with such a similar number. That's a good percentage. That's a safe percentage, too. Um, and low risk for Bethesda, because that's a cheap number. And those two, $25,000, they'd be livid. I mean, not livid. They'd be on top of the world because that's the most yeah. they probably will ever make for D and D. And not only that, but I'd give them credit I mean, for writing it on the game. I'd be happy. I'd be, be happy there. to just make Josh's two dollars and fifty four cents because you know I usually <laughs> have to pay out money to play D and D. So yeah, I would be over the moon. But yeah, well, I you mean I... that. Like, let's just say everybody bought the game on sale. So let's just say everybody bought the game for you know thirty dollars. Uh, so yeah, I think I think Bethesda. Like looking at the math here, I think Bethesda would be okay. <laughs> I yeah, think they Bethesda still, would be fine. They still might have a little bit of a profit. Zenimax, cut the check now. Um, yeah. 
Josh, do you, do you have anything in the negative zone? I know you have stuff in the real life negative zone. I would just like to express how grateful I am that I hate The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah, because you would have to turn on The Witcher after that trip to Poland. I would. You'd have to I hate would. it. Like, there's no way. Yeah. You'd be playing it, and I'm like, oh, everyone's going to mug me or hack me. I hate this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we're all sorry for that experience. But you did get <laughs> get to go to Auschwitz, which was very important. Yeah, so that doesn't, like, make the trip funner. <laughs> no, 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 not funner, but I'd you say got to do somewhat something depressing, actually. It's probably somewhat depressing. Yeah, the entire thing. This, this is the entire experience. Well, Josh is, you know, Jewish, so one of the most important spots for him to yeah. visit is Auschwitz. Like, yeah. spiritually, is one of the most important, so. And yeah. probably for every single person on this earth, Auschwitz is one of the most important places they could visit so they can grasp. You know, oh, no, what... not to Holocaust deniers. They probably would just be like, this was, <sighs> this was just a, a summer camp. Yeah. Let's not get yeah, started on them. It's a different kind of negative zone when that starts happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, one interesting thing that happened at at the Birkenau camp. So, like, the second part of Auschwitz built um, was that there was this couple. They were Spanish. They asked my tour guide to take a picture of them. And she, you know, was going to take a picture of them. And it was, like, right in front of the train station, you know, the, the iconic picture you always see. And then they, like, put on these huge grins. And my tour guide, she just put the phone down, and she's like, you you might want to not smile. You really shouldn't do that. We are at a place that is known as the factory of death. And they got so embarrassed and so red, and they just went into a massive frown. And I was, that almost made me burst out into laughter, but I knew I shouldn't. <laughs> they, she she should have taken the picture then and been like, yeah, that was more appropriate. Yeah. that made the trip a bit better oh my god and um on the subject of bethesda well you but, okay so picture. she was she was doing them a favor though because i can't tell you how many people get roasted on the internet for having pictures of them looking completely out of place and doing stupid like duck face selfies in front of like terrible tragic places yeah <laughs> yeah um, Josh sent me a picture of him walking down the street, and there was a huge like graffiti for Rage Two advertisement by Bethesda. Oh yeah, that yeah, it was really weird. Too. Painted while I was there. Huh. Yeah, it was really cool. That's a game. Yeah. All right. So uh, my negative zone is is so first world problem compared to compared to uh, to Joshua's, and mine doesn't involve theft like uh, like uh, Hannah's. So. Mine is just about streamers and how people on the internet treat them like it's the streamers are their friend just because they watch them all the time, which is watching a streamer all the time can form an unhealthy mental uh, circumstance in your head. Um, but uh, it's it gets to the point of them being emotionally reliant on some of the streamers uh, when they start saying stuff like, you got me through some really hard times and I owe you a lot to a guy that's just sitting there and playing video games. It It's like, okay, so you're on that path of, like, no offense, but this stalkerish kind of path. Like, if... Uh, there's, 
if people want to actually know more on this subject, there's a fantastic video about it. Uh, and it's by a YouTube channel called Philosophy Tube. Oh. And Ollie discusses it in his video, YouTube, Art or Reality, where he actually breaks down what these are called, which is parasocial relationships, where in the case of fame, like streamers and stuff like that, video makers, people come to feel as though they personally know this person yes. because the person may share their life on stream or all this other kind of stuff. And the thing of it is, it's very one-sided, and a lot of it may be inaccurate it may be part of an act that the person puts on and stuff and uh it talks about the negativity that those uh kind of emotional attachments you can put on those kind of people might might have for you so it's very interesting and i would recommend it yeah just ask pro jared what putting on an act is all about um oh oh <laughs> uh but anyway um yeah so with the streamers like yeah the parasocial um problem is that they Sometimes they become sexually aggressive towards them, even if it's just in words. Sometimes it's stalkery. Sometimes it's almost murderous. Uh, some people may know Meg Turney, who used to be on Philip DeFranco's uh, various um, shows, especially when they, they had, uh, what was that group called? I forgot. Sourcefed. Sourcefed. Meg Turney was part of Sourcefed. She's beautiful, and she is a, a really great um cosplay artist even though she's gotten more into the you know patreon lewd stuff now uh which she was she used to be just a really great cosplay artist regardless um but uh she had a fan that found out where she lived there's no need to demean e-thoughts they gotta eat too i'm not demeaning them i'm just saying that she was talented more talented when she had to make more armor for her clothes um (laughs) <laughs> but uh, someone found out where she lived, broke into her house, and had a gun in there, and was going to kill her fiance so that he could take her and her be his Whoa. his girlfriend. Well, of course, that goes all the way back to uh, when former President Reagan was almost assassinated because uh, you know the guy was obsessed with Jodie Foster and yeah. felt that she was telling him to kill Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, a, America's weird. Yeah, I, I see it a lot in chats and stuff, and it makes me really uncomfortable to see that. And the people that are playing the game, first off, they're playing the game. They're you know trying to quickly look at chat, but I mean, to any celebrity, but also to streamers, because that's going to be the biggest celebrities for who consumes our podcasts. Um, it you're just another person to them. And yeah. more often than not, if you get weird or angry in chat, they'll say, dude, I'm going to block you. You can keep your $5 for your subscription. Cause it's, you know, that's just <laughs> like, you're not, you're not super unique. If someone has a lot of followers, uh, you're in a lot of subscriptions. You definitely aren't unique. They can put on the nice act of treating you like you're welcome. And that is very good, but that is not something that's going to carry over into the normal life or the social media or the conversations. Yeah, and not. so the thing with that is so weird too. Is all of these people? It's 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 especially prevalent with guys. Do this uh, thing where they're like, I think so, and I think this girl's pretty. I must be unique, and I must be the only person that thinks she's pretty. Yeah, or some or some kind of delusion like. They don't think that there's like a thousand of them sitting in the chat, yeah. um, and it's it, it's a weird delusion. Now that goes the other way too. There's a lot of the streamers that think they're entirely unique and they're not. 
Yes. Um, so they should definitely have a little, you know, a little uh, modesty <laughs> and a little humility about yeah. their you know station. But it, it is like a weird back and forth. But no, and that's that's actually probably one of my top tweets that I tweet people all the time is anytime uh, you know a girl posts something like especially a cosplayer or someone uh, post a, a post that I like uh, in the comments if someone's like. Oh, you're so absolutely beautiful. I would do anything to be with you. They'd start putting all this. I just usually tweet gross. Yeah. I just tweet the word gross. And I do that a lot. Because um, I think I think some people literally just don't get told enough that they're gross. I, I think that in modern society, we don't have enough shame. With women, it's really weird because if you're, a, um, if you're not the normal pretty girl, you get lambasted with all kind of hate. And if you're the it's probably girl. almost worse. It's probably almost worse because, like, for some reason, like these dudes will come out of the woodwork. And if you have, so I think, I think uh, every girl is pretty, and like five guys are. Uh, that's, you know, that's just how it works. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's unfortunate, but that that's the truth. Uh, so the thing of it is, though. Guys will look and they have like a certain checklist that they go down. And it seems like if, if you have a streamer who's in the really super pretty category that everybody likes, like they may not comment. If you have a streamer who she's still what she's still attractive, but she's more quote unquote normal looking. A lot of times the guys will comment on that because for some reason they think that she will automatically have self-esteem issues or you know, they have a better chance. It's a delusion thing. It's delusion, of course. Yeah. Um, it's it's one, sick. It's all. It's almost worse. Ninja brought up one time that him being married doesn't really affect his streams, but he know girls have to keep it a secret if they're in a relationship, or else they'll lose their streamer base. And yep. I've seen this happen, and it's happened to several. But Amaranth, who is, I mean. She's a girl that wears the low-cut shirts and the booty shorts as most of the games she plays is just dance in front of a green screen so you see her whole body. That kind of girl. Or she does the ASMR. Um, I remember I read the same article. Where is it is ASMR like a sex thing? No one has been able to give me a straight answer on that. No, what, it's is like it... you wear headphones and someone does a lot of noises on a yeah, microphone it's, and it's weird. Is it like a know. sex thing though? Do people like get off on that? Why? Why would you do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really don't get you know, it. Some people like feet. Do some people just like, like, uh, Ear you stuff. know, <laughs> stroking it to the sound of dill pickle chips being crunched on it too? <laughs> I, I don't really know. But anyway, she lost thousands of followers when people thought that she was married. And she had to, like, really hide her whole life. People found out where she lived, where she went to the gym. Like oh they gosh. found everything about her life, and then someone said, "Oh, she's she's married," and all these people like unfollowed and unsubscribed, and she lost a big chunk of her user base because they thought she was married. Is she really married? I don't know. It's not my business. But the, because they thought that, they left her completely. And I've I've oh, seen that. Speaking of streamers and people like that being married and forgetting they're married, uh, pro Jared though, right? Uh, again. Like, I just want to get into one of my favorite responses to the whole situation. Uh, if you don't know the situation, Pro Jared's a piece of shit, uh, and so is Commander Holly. She should be ashamed of herself. Uh, and I was a huge fan of uh, Holly's, and I was a huge fan of Dice Camera Action, so I hate that. Um, but 
the fact of the matter is what happened is they uh they're both dirty rotten cheaters um at least holly had the decency to divorce her husband uh for the guy she wanted to sleep with but anyhow um i don't honestly know anything pro jared's ever done i don't really know anything about him i just know him from as the awkward looking guy from dice camera action um and apparently he rolled the dice on uh pulling his camera out and taking some dick pics and trying to get some action and uh yeah it didn't work out for him too well there's a lot of memes about his penis on the internet now so i hope he's happy uh, but my favorite response uh, was the Sekiro copy pasta that someone made for him. It said, Pro Jared, you cheated not only the marriage, but yourself. You didn't grow. You didn't improve. You took a shortcut and gained nothing. You experienced a hollow victory. Everything was risked and nothing was gained. It's sad you don't know the difference. Dang. And I love that. I love everything uh, about that. But anyway, so we're over our Twitch rant and. Uh, and I got the, uh, the pro Jared stuff in there. So, of course, that means we're done with the podcast. Well, not much negative today. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of negative. It's weird. Yeah, We've it run out of negative the last, last couple of weeks. I think it's because Dylan's not on here. We're so much more negative. Yeah, I think so. Like He just brings so much positivity and light to the podcast <laughs> that we're just really missing him. No, that's not it. It's because he ditched us for League of Legends and we're negative and, and salty. <laughs> so, are we changing this week from fuck EA to, uh, to fuck Dylan? Yes. <laughs> Alright. But, Dylan. uh, <laughs> thank you all for checking us out for listening to this podcast, except for Dylan. Um, uh, if you want to find us on social media, disagree with whatever we said, or completely complain to us, you can find us collectively on social media at take the studios you can also find our youtube channel where this will be uploaded in video format with gameplay um on youtube.com slash take the studios any of our social media um handles in the bio will have a link to our website which is like a hub it's constantly updated with our newest youtube uploads and it has little descriptions about us with sweet little pictures in case you wanted to know how ugly we are connected to our voices because it's always <laughs> awful to see the people that you hear on the radio and see on podcasts because you you think there's something different <laughs> always <laughs> um but anyway you can find us individually on social media and look at our ugly faces. Uh, myself at SYCO1316. I am at J Shoemaker Dev on Twitter. And I'm beautiful. I'm at Hannah Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and we have we all have links to our, our stuff on that hub website I told you about. Um, also, please like and share and subscribe on the YouTubes and on the podcast versions, please rate us. Please comment, uh, comment as well on the on the YouTube in case you disagree with us or if you just think that you have the perfect Marvel Ultimate Alliance team. I'd like to see what other combinations there are because I'm a I'm casual. I don't really know much about it. Uh, we will be back next week, and I believe Dylan may join us next week if he's not ditching us. And hopefully we can start ramping up the E3 talks. Um, Thank you all for checking us out. We will see you next time. Bye. Well, how do you think it went? I think it went well. Ugh.
Came riding from the south side of the road. 